All right, here gotcha. we go. Ready? All right, okay. wing it, wing it, gotcha. wing it, wing it. All right, welcome to the first special TV episode of season four of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections, while one of us tries desperately to keep up. Uh, as always, we'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-travelers across the, uh, the, the dangerous zombie-infested world, Jeremiah. I'm taking a ride with my best friends, yo. Eddie? Your watch is broken. And Brandon? I'm never going to look at mushrooms the same way ever again. Mm, ever. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good. No more tripping. Like a mushroom pizza attacks us. <laughs> so this episode, we're taking a break of season four for, with our podcast, uh, so we're going to kind of start this month off by taking a look at one of the most popular HBO match shows uh, right now, currently. Nice, yo. And as with, with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film or in this case, a TV episode we just watched? Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate the episode based on a scale of zero to five. Zero being the perfect episode that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five being sort of the episode that makes you want to take a wrench to your elderly neighbor's face after she tries to eat your daughter. I mean, it's a dog-eat-dog world, man. Fuck, you gotta go. It's a neighbor-eat-neighbor world. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) There, there, and we'll talk about this. But the scene where, where her reflection. And that oh, old lady yeah. like opens her fucking mouth. Oh! <laughs> anyway, before you start, nothing's more scary than when you see a person, especially an older person, that's in the back of the scene, out of focus, and doing weird shit with their body. And fucking <laughs> doing it. It's right. the scariest fucking I, thing, dude. I was just like, turn around, turn that? around, turn around. The dog, the dog. <laughs> I felt so bad for the dog. The dog's yeah. like, don't leave me. I was this. This is a pretty anticipated show, perhaps not by most of the hosts, but at least some of us. I mean, we've been kind of, I've been kind of waiting for this show for a little bit. Um, yeah. So what do we have infecting our minds and bodies fungally this evening, gentlemen? It's a fun guy right there. Tonight, we begin our journey with Joel, Tess, Ellie, and for a very short time, Sarah and HBO Max's The Last of Us. The series follows a band <sighs> of survivors soon. after a pandemic outbreak destroys what looks to be the vast majority of the world's population. With episode one, we are thrown into this post-apocalyptic world, which establishes the characters and the general plotline to the series, which is a road trip through the destroyed United States while fungal zombie creatures roam free and hungry. The season has an IMDb score of 9.4, an average critic score of 97%, and an audience score of 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty big right okay. there. Okay, it is. Stuff. I mean, it's a pretty well-liked show. Fans. It's also a little early, too. Yeah. It's a little it's, early. I was going to say, it's yeah. very new. Very new. Very it's like new. 100 people voted. It's green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm watching this show, and I'm like, okay. So uh, let's let's start by getting rid of the obvious comparison, which is yes. The Walking Dead. Right, which well, I think The Walking Children Dead of, Children was... And children of men, but yeah. but let's Walking Dead from a TV perspective, from a uh, oh my god, I got you right off the bat perspective. The Walking Dead, which I am in the middle of rewatching actually right now, I'm in, at the end of season two. Um, I will say, The Walking Dead, in my opinion, set the roadmap for the at least the tone of this show on television. And there's a lot that I wish. 
that this show would take from that. And there's a lot that I wish they would leave behind. So yeah. I just, I'm very curious. This is going to be the, this is going to be my parallel, right? What they did with Walking Dead and what they do with this show. I know it's based on a video game, but I'm very much looking forward to story driven seasons, uh, histories, what happened in the missing 20 years. There's a lot of meat on the bone and I, I hope they don't destroy it by just killing characters left, right and center. That's what I'm hoping that they don't do. It's pretty yeah. interesting how this episode started because they actually start with a um with the opening prologue, you know, uh, regarding to uh, everyone talking about the pandemics and you know yeah, in the sixties, right? Was it the seventies or sixties? In the sixties. Yeah. So that was not yeah. in the game, and it actually it's really interesting how you see it starts off with Sarah and it gives her more of a story regarding to her relationship with her father, which I thought was really a fucking uh, um convincing in a lot of ways. But yeah, the opening prologue part. It was fucking interesting, especially seeing that one guy from The Mummy. Yeah. So you're talking about the prologue. Uh, are you talking about the, the prologue the TV where they were show. on television talking yeah. about yeah. the virus? Okay. Because uh, his name is John Hanna, and I, I hope that he gets on this show um, yeah. a little bit more because he was he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. probably now it's been five or ten years ago, and he was so fucking good on television. He's a good television He's a good actor, actor yeah. And so I would really like to see a little bit more of him. But what I think was so good for me is they did something, and I'm going to continue to do this with Walking Dead, is they gave you an answer right out front. Mm -hmm. It is a fungal infection. It's a fungal infection that inf- that that basically uses the the body heat of the of the human body to p- manipulate the human body. The human body is not dead, or else the fungus couldn't survive. It's taking over and controlling the mind. Yeah. I think that that concept right there is has already has already given it a little bit leap above Walking Dead. Go yeah. ahead, uh, Brandon. Yeah, the idea of it is so easy too because it's like okay well the body the temperature obviously it can't survive if the body the temperature stays at a certain range but then if that all changes you know because of i don't know weather climate and the body itself and just overall 30 years have gone by and everyone changes right every the world has changed since then so it Mm -hmm. makes it really cool like yeah scientifically it was good then we could survive but now 30 years, no one, I mean, this was a cool little, like, look into the future, we could be fucked. And then this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the way I look at it is, uh, I think that, yeah, Jeremy, you're absolutely right that 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 kind of explanation right off the bat was really, really cool. And I love seeing John Hanna. um, Because I mean, yeah, he he takes me back to the good old mummy days of of 1999. But one thing that I really (laughs) liked, but also at the same time, I think they really messed up in their marketing, is that they set up this relationship between Joel and and Sarah, right? Father, daughter, that she's a, she's a likable as fuck character. And, you know, if they hadn't have said, you know, in, in all the marketing and all the promotion said, oh, you know, the, this story is about this man and taking Ellie, this character across the wasteland, right? If they had just said it's about a man and a girl going across the wasteland, that would have been such a great left hook that nobody saw coming when she dies, right? But for me, I knew that it, she wasn't I the didn't girl. See it coming. Oh, I, I knew that she wasn't the girl because I read IMDb and I saw I the poster. The uh, yeah. and I'm like, it's not Fuck, her. Dude. But man, it would have been such a great, Wow, 180 if if she dies because she was such a great character. She was. I think you're in the minority, Brandon. I really? think that oh. most people did not read IMDb. I don't mm. think that many most people have wa- have played this game. There are several who have, obviously. It's, it's a huge, huge game. popular game. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for the normal p- person sitting at home, I saw very little promo for this. I saw, I saw, very, I saw a couple of trailers. The poster was great, and then I, and then yeah. so when when Sarah, you know, inevitably died, I was like, "What the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, what <laughs> the fuck just that happened?" And that's the <laughs> feeling I wanted. That's the feeling I wanted, and I lost it. I didn't get that. And I was pissed about it. Jeremy, you got something. I played this game like a little bit of the, just the first part of it, but I couldn't finish it because it fucking scared the shit out of me. But I remember her dying, but I totally forgot when I watched this episode that she fucking died. I was completely like, holy shit. And what's really cool is that these extra scenes that the creators provided for us really gave more context to the character, right? And so when that shit happens, it's fucking like just tragic, yo. And yeah. it's really done well on that part because I was, that, yeah. that knocked me off left field and I was in tears in that part right there, yo. I wanted that feeling. Yeah. One of the criticisms I have about The Mandalorian, which is a fabulous show, is that you have very little backstory about who The Mandalorian is and why he acts the way he does, why he's a curmudgeonly old man. Here, you have all of a sudden context as to why Pedro Pascal has gone from this Joel has gone from this wonderful, loving father to I don't even fucking want to t- look at this child. I don't want anything to do with this her, new kid. I don't trust her. Yeah, and, yeah and, exactly. And I think that that context is so fucking important to a character that's stoic. And there's very few people I would are, are, are say that that play a stoic character like Pedro Pascal. He is so. He's, he's so emotive with his you, face. You know what? No, you oh, know what God, it is? I love no, him. it's it's he embraces silence better than I think a lot of actors do, right? He just he can be still, and I think that not language. a whole lot of actors can do that. And he does it. He does it beautifully under the helmet. You know, if we're going to say that with Mandalorian, and he does that same thing here. And I think that's what it is. Have you seen? How far are you in Game of Thrones? I've Brandon? not gotten to him yet. But I did see the spoilers. Oh, my that. goodness. Yeah. Oh, he God, is. Dude. Uh, For that season, he was a fucking rock star. A yeah. fucking oh, rock star. star. To have, yeah. That says something. To have a footprint in Game of Thrones, The Mandalorian, and now possibly this. And now this one. Bro, that says. Yeah. Oh, dude. Amazing. He's yeah. a walking legend, well, dude. I mean, I saw a yeah. joke that I saw a joke. I saw a joke that uh, it was like a Chuck Norris, <laughs> Chuck Norris joke. It was like uh, Peter Pascal doesn't do TV shows often, but what do you do? They get ninety four fucking percent of Rotten Tomatoes. This one, Joel. He, yeah, yeah. He's military, right? He's ex military. Ex-military. We yeah, don't know if he is ex-military or not. We don't no. know if it's his brother yeah. or if it's if it's if his brother or if it's him actually. Uh, but uh, the way he acts, yeah, his so knowledge, him. I think he is. It's him or both See, of them. I think he's a criminal. I think he's the opposite. Oh. I think that you're going to find out that he is. He was the shady one who got clean, and his brother never caught up. And then the pandemic hit, and they said they they basically went two different ways. So Pedro Pascal went back to his old ways of being kind of a criminal, and his brother went the other way and wanted to you know freedom fight for the cause. Blah really? blah, blah blah blah. And this is where okay. and I, I, this is all speculation, yeah, but I, is, I'm yeah. I'm watching this show because. I'm looking at the what do they call themselves these the, the freedom fighters fireflies themselves the fireflies fireflies. fireflies. I think we should let the audience know that all four of us we haven't played the game barely, right correct barely played yeah so I know be, the listeners are like oh it's this part it's this part like listen we are fucking like in the dark we have no idea we're so in the dark we need a firefly to leave right so John. we've got you've got Peter Pat you've got uh you've got what's his name Eddie I'm sorry Joel Joel Joel, 
You got Joel, who's basically uh, taking this totalitarian uh, government on from behind the scenes in a in a black market kind of way, and then you got the Firefly is trying to kind of what I feel like is overcome the totalitarian government, yeah. and then you've got the totalitarian government trying to keep people in control. And it's mm-hmm. just first of all, I want to say how terrifying it is that this is what it could be if a real pandemic really got out of control. I'll be out there. I'll be out. I'll be out in the fucking the, the, the zone. Like just get me out of the. I I don't want to be safe. Bullshit. I don't want to. I, I see, uh, I see oh, Sean the mayor of his little town. And he like, really he would. Instantly, he's going to be the governor. That's just like the governor. Yeah, that's exactly it. He did. Hey, the governor was a badass character. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, check this out, man. Just There's a few things. Like, in the beginning of this episode, I think there's so many cool hints and clues of what's happening. I really like how they use, like, this tension build up where she goes to the school and you see a kid having the twitch and everything like that. And then you see her kind of like going around and you see kind of like things are just kind of falling apart and everything. And then when, when the night scene happens and she has to go to the neighbors uh, next door, you're just like, Oh fuck. Oh shit. And then yeah. it just all hell breaks loose. What do you guys think about that scene? Cause I thought the opening sequence was fucking pretty fucking. So I, I got it. I'm going to take this one first. Oh that. yeah. Go ahead. So go ahead. listen, I, I, I I love good movies. I know that sounds so, uh, so whatever. Um, but the reality is I love good <laughs> movies. And I think that one of yeah. the best movies, or at least what, what I love is I love great shot movies, great film movies, cinematographic movies that are just beautiful. And there are very few cinematographic movies that are at a quality like Children of Men. And I know I'm going to keep saying this because the, the parallels are literally in my, in my notes here. And when I'm watching it, I said it's, it's almost too, spot on to children of men but you've got that that driving scene which is one of the most famous scenes i think in in modern cinema from children of men where it's this it's a single long cut the one shot and sean knows how much i love long shots or long takes and uh it's all done in the in the car and the camera is beautifully it's it's like uh you know like a ballet of of movement and the car is moving and people are, are jumping out and things are happening outside the car and things are happening inside the car and they basically did their version of it, right? It was a smaller, shorter f- shot, but it was basically the same exact, f- exact same concept that they did in this film or in this TV show. And I think it was good, but at the same time, to me, it was too much like Children of Men. But it, it was beautiful because it showed the, the panic and the paranoia and the freak out right from the get-go from within the camera or from within the car. I'm going to agree and disagree with you and make a comment. The comment is, number one, I have never wanted to see Children of Men because I fucking hate Clive Owen more oh. than life itself. No, I'm just kidding. His it. voice, I can't stand it. I'm sorry. Bad, okay, yeah. so I will watch that movie. But I will say that uh, it reminded me of The Quiet Place slightly, with The Quiet Place either part one or part two, I can't remember, with that long shot of Kurzinski just grabbing the kids and going. But I will say this. I got a very video game feel from that from a from a rear perspective yes, of the car, I see what you're saying. and I yes. think I think that first of all, it was brilliant. It was great when you say it was close to Children of Men. I, I don't know because I haven't seen the movie, but I would I would argue that 
yeah, the, the, their perspective is very similar to what the video game's reaction to that scene is. It's really almost like seriously like next to each other with what you saw on the screen in the video very game. Parallel. They just did it in another different way. I can't really describe how much how so, I thought that scene was fucking great, man. Yeah, it was it so really got proves, the shit out of it. This just proves, too, you should never live in a metropolitan area. And And I'll ask you this question. Do you stay home, you lock Again? your doors, or do you go out... What do you do? What do you do tomorrow? Okay. I, I do. I do. I go find my neighbors who don't have weapons, and I take all their shit, and then I come back to my house. Fucking. Do you do that? Idea. Do you do you just hunker down until like the until the worst of it's over, or I, I do you that, like get out there? Like, cause they're like, they're leaving moment it starts. They're yeah. fucking like on the road. Let's get out of here. Honestly, for and me, for I'd be me, a hunker. It's like I'd be a hunker down. It depends where you at. I, I already know though if something's going to happen, it's going to be execute order sixty six type of shit where everyone's going to get fucking executed and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, we need to go to the mountains. We need to be red dawn, Wolverine shit, and fucking mammoth. You know, and that's it. River. Just everyone, just wait it everyone, out. everyone meet everyone meet at the at the mammoth house. However, I will be screening your blood. Uh, and um, yeah, well, with a with a little hot wire, like. <laughs> Also, Sean, you have to see in order to get in, in order to get in, what can you bring to the table? Like what you I mean, what are you yeah. bringing? You bring in like a couple of cases of water. I, I bring joy and laughter. I bring entertainment. Medicine, I tell you what, this movie, this show, these type of shows, I watch Walking Dead, I'm like, I need to get food. <laughs> Mostly like dehydrated food, like that'll last for yeah. years. I wanna be Brendan Fraser in what's that movie where he's stuck under the under the house for oh, forty years? Blast from the past. Oh, Blast from the Past. Blast from yeah. the Past. Oh, God. Great movie. God, you always pull fucking movies like I, some hidden, like some vault shit, dude. It's so funny, man. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> so that scene right there with the soldier ready about to, you know, shoot so Joel sad. and Sarah, it's Just, sad, you, but do you feel like that you was get, kind of a mercy kill? Well, you get, you get no, the feeling like, I think like that was not a chance. Like, he didn't want to do it. Or do you feel like, okay, I already see what's happening. Yeah. That's order 66. Just listen, what I'm saying some is people are talking about it right now. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that I, I'm, I, it sounds horrible, but I'm all about death scenes because I think they can either be jokes where we laugh at it and we say that is so pathetic. And, and, oh my God, it's almost like that Shakespearean death that just goes on and on and on. It's just like fucking die already. Or, or you can have, I think some of the, the best, most heartfelt, heart wrenching, uh, scenes to watch on camera. So an example is um, I, I go back to, to Max's almost death death scene in Stranger Things uh, season four, right? And I go back to uh, Saving Private Ryan, which I know I talked about a couple of times ago when we were doing, I think, one of the shows, that that is the, the best acting I've ever seen in my life, and I've never seen anything different. I thought that Sarah's death was up there on the level and quality of best death scenes I've ever seen in any kind of show movie film ever so i mean I, to me that was so beautiful and it sets everything up like i get mm. joel's i get joel's upset i get his pain and i feel it oh you see him like 20 years later and that fucking scene with the kid that comes just straggling into like the quarantine zone place and he does his positive or whatever and then the next scene you see joel carrying his lifeless body mm. and you see the shoes that the kid was wearing into and he throws him yeah. to the pit and you just see like 
it doesn't fucking matter to Joel. It's like he's fucking broken and shit like that. So we see we see the, so the, the, the a way affects right. It it affects him in such a, a a meaningful way. So there are so many there are so many ways for a a show a writer to describe the state of affairs 20 years later, right? That you can do like a conversation between two characters. You could do a, another supposition on the, uh, you know, on the, uh, on the screen, the way that they did it basically was without any dialogue at all. And it was beautiful. Let me explain what I mean. You have a child, the most innocent member of society, basically escaping from the family, escaping from his his home group that he's clearly been suffering with. He was born during the pandemic because he's not over 20 years old. He is stumbling with these very indistinguishable shoes on. He gets to the safe place, to the safety zone. And instead of saying, are you infected? Are you not infected? She's treating him like a child. She's going to get him some food. She's going to get him something to play with anything he wants. You see the little red dot in the back when they, when they give him his test. And that tells you everything you fucking need to know about the last 20 years. They haven't counted. They don't have a vaccine. They have no idea what they're doing. He's going to die. Like even the, the most innocent child, they still can't save after 20 fucking years of this. So it catches you up so beautifully with no dialogue whatsoever. I think that is writing at its fucking peak. I think that's the best you can possibly get. Was the kid sick though? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, let me let me just go, and then Eddie, I want to hear what you think. No, no. But here's the thing. So again, this is me coming into in, after watching one episode, right? Uh, yeah, I think Eddie, you got a great point. I think we're on the same plane mm-hmm. right now. So here's the deal. From mm-hmm. what I can gather, Thank is Ellie is special because she is infected, but she yep. hasn't turned. Right. I mean, we can kind of assume that. Well, what's to say she's the only one? What? Why wasn't this? He yeah. wasn't showing any symptoms. So in that case, Eddie, Within I thought the seconds. exact same thing. Like, yeah. why are we putting all of our eggs in Ellie's basket to save her when maybe she's not the only one? Right? Because, I mean, Grandma turned and she like went right and then all of a sudden she's got sprouting fungal things coming from her mouth. Exactly. This kid, This kid's been walking at what looks to be a distance, right? And he hasn't shown any kind of signs. So is he not just the same as as the Ellie character? And I'm I, and, and you know no, I I don't agree with that. You. Jeremiah, go ahead. I hear your thoughts. Thank you. Are you guys saying? In a, are you guys saying that the people that the the, the generation that was born into this pandemic yes. have somewhat I, of a the system doesn't a, read them as no? I think that they're positive, positive, but they, because it's in their blood. Is that they, what you guys no, are saying? They, because they that's pretty fucking it. hardcore. Exactly. They've adapted. It's, it's all about evolution, and they are the evolution. Yes. No yes. group. No, so yes. you're look at Ellie. You're, you're wrong. Your fault was Ellie, then Sean. You're Hold wrong. On, Wait, Jeremiah, because you're Ellie, wrong. Ellie, you're wrong. because Ellie. because Ellie's friend, she, has, she has a friend, and more likely she actually turns into it. Did you see yes. the kids? Yes, he had the fucking red on his. Go back and watch it. He had red on his wrist, but he hasn't turned. Matter. But he hasn't turned yet. So here's the problem. You're making the supposition that they killed him or that something happened and that he didn't turn. The reason he had a fucking thing over his head is because he did turn. That's my supposition. He had the red mark in his, on his wrist. He had, he was po- tested positive. They know that he is, is, it's coming out of his fucking mouth. They kill him. They put him in the fire. That's what they do. That's our protocol. I think that, 
I think that's jumping to you're that's jumping, jumping to, to just too as many conclusions, many conclusions as that I we am. don't know. You're yet. just jumping to different exactly. Ones. No, no, no. I am, but oh, you're right. I am. Yeah, no, no, Sean, we're on the same team. Sean, because right now you only see Jeremiah's Jeremiah's got something. Jeremiah, the thing is, she also has red. She also has red. Oh my god! And she, well, this next episode, you're gonna realize you're wrong. What what we have here is that basically all we have for the time of affection. Okay, so if it's your neck, your face, or your hand, you have five to fifteen minutes before you actually turn. If it's your arm, your torso, you have two to eight hours and if it's your leg your foot you have 12 to 24 hours okay so if it mm-hmm. was his arm and everything you have to give it a, a chance that he was going to probably turn at some time but you guys give uh you guys give an interesting right. fucking like um a point of view like you know because it made me think okay maybe it's just not just you know ellie but maybe there's more children out there well, and just my you know, thing just is what makes her thought, so spe- you know? right and all i'm saying all i'm saying is what makes she her doesn't so have special the red. she's that not nobody turned. else is thought of that but she she has the she veins has, going. They're in her burnt arm. out. It's almost like the virus burnt out. How many how many episodes have you watched? Me one. Okay. Well then. Okay then. She does have the. She doesn't soon, Sean. No, she, we will talk about this next me, episode. What's it, What's interesting to me is when she is uh, okay. So they're in the hall, right? They're in the hall, uh, and she's just escaped from her room, and clearly the, the, there was a, the Michigas with the battery, and the 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 leader of the fireflies. Fireflies. Fireflies was was obviously hurt. I'm not sure if she was infected, bitten, or whatever. But the girl next to her, I can't remember her name, but she was definitely infected. You can see the fucking no ear. She had no ear. You got bit off. No, no, no. She was no. She was just she was shot. She was or, shot or something. Was, she was attacked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She well, was. She was. She, she was turned. also infected uh, because I. I'm telling you right now, there was a scene in the hall where. She does something like she tries to keep Sarah there or something, and she moves forward in the hall, and Sarah moves her head, and she goes like, oh, "She's not Sarah." Sarah anymore. feels. Sarah feels. I'm sorry. Who's the girl? Ellie. 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 Ellie feels the infection. Ellie. She fucking feels the infection to that girl, and was like, "Ooh, yeah, no, no." I actually thought it was a. No, I don't think the girl was, was infected. Just a bad deal that went down. I probably have to watch that part again. I'm going to have to because I don't you, think that she I turned. agree with Sean on that part. Ellie, Ellie knows when people are infected. She can feel it. She can feel the infection. All right. Well, I, I mean, that, think, that definitely though, gives credence to why popula- I do think there is a population. I do think there is a population that they're coming back positive when they're not positive. Or they are positive, but they've, they've grown immune to it somehow. Yeah, I don't I think, think Ellie's by herself. I agree with you, Ed. I, 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 I would agree with that. I like the fact that the beginning of the episode, it gives you kind of like an idea how the the fungus, the disease is spread. And what I was reading some notes about other people they were talking about, it has to do something with like wheat or flour or something like that. Because you see that many times that Sarah and Joel, they didn't have pancake mix, right? They didn't miss their birthday cake. She goes to the next door neighbor that she was trying. They're like, hey, do you want some biscuits? She was feeding the biscuits. Carbs. Or, yeah, it's right. It's <laughs> but think about it. You know, if it's something regarding the wheat or like flour or something like that, and if it's a, a disease on it or something regarding to a fungi or something like that, that might have to do something with oh, regarding man. to how it's being spread. But you can Listen, see if that's the I case. I normally roll my eyes at gluten free people. So this <laughs> changes everything. Just saying, if you see that, maybe there's kind of a situation that happens or something like that because it's kind of just weird how they kind of put clues regarding that, to that. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So my that is my big question is how does it spread, right? Obviously, it spreads from creature bite to, to uninfected. Obviously, right. it can spread 
through some other means because like grandma didn't get bit by anyone. And all of a sudden it was, they all got activated within a certain amount of time, I would think. Mm-hmm. But the so weird thing is grandma got, but, but grandma got it and it didn't seem like anybody else in the family had gotten it when grandma got it. That's my, that's what Jeremiah is kind of suggesting is there's yeah. a gestation period and gr- they're pumping grandma full of gluten or carbs or f- whatever it is. Wheat whole, you know, and we would be the most, we would be the most, uh, uh, obvious choice. I, I don't know if you guys know anything about wheat. Um, I don't know generally shit. though, but if you look back at like the 1940s, 1930s, wheat used to be fucking high, right? High as an elephant's eye. It was in these fields and they've genetically engineered it to, to get so much wheat to, to support the population that it doesn't grow anymore. It's this genetic stunted like fuckery of what yeah. it formerly was. And it's, it's literally why there's so many gluten allergies today where there wasn't 25 years ago. It's because they've genetically mm-hmm. engineered the wheat so much that, that, you know, this. I'm not saying it's, they're creating a zombie apocalypse, but it's kind of an interesting concept. What's well, kind of interesting <laughs> to you guys is that I, I found out that the game came out in 2013. And so basically the, the whole thing starts in 2013, right? So 20 years later, it's the mm-hmm. future. This one goes back to 2003. And then it starts in our time right. regarding to the end of the world. Yeah, they they had they had to do that. Why do you think so? If you don't want me asking, because I was kind of wondering why would they do that? They should have changed it to twenty forty three or twenty fifty. They, they had right. to avoid the coronavirus. You think that's the reason why? Ab- no, absolutely, absolutely. Because it, I mean, yeah. it makes me think like, what if it's like an alter universe or some shit like that that they're trying to pull or something like yeah. that? This no, I, 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 Jer- I had that same thought. Yeah. Though. yeah. No, the multiverse of madness. Damn no, MCU. I, I <laughs> fuck me. I'm telling you right now. I think I think they moved it to to just sever all. It would it just would have been it, too yeah. Close? It just too close. Yeah. Uncomfortable. I think a lot of people would have been like, "This is too close to home. I don't want to watch this shit." I'm yeah. telling you right now. I I could see this show having a marked effect on people and the way that they mm-hmm. – I, I really do. Yeah. I, I really I, – I think – I mean, the first thing I fucking do, I'm sitting there watching a show and I'm like, dehydrated food for four years. How long? <laughs> just make Where, an Amazon fucking like – Brandon, go. So, all right. So, I got a question. So, with the exception, with the exception of Jeremiah and Ed, uh, you know, to be honest – I don't know where you lie in this spectrum, but I know Jeremy, you, you, for the most part, like horror films, right? You, you like scary movies and scary shows, right? I love scary movies. Hate being scared. Okay. So I thought so. <laughs> so Sean, Sean and you and I don't, right? Uh, you're, you're a little bit more adverse to them than I am. And Ed, I'm not really sure where you fall exactly on the spectrum. What do you think? I mean, and this is more towards Sean, but really to all you guys, except for Jeremy, because I know that you probably loved it. But did you? Th- was it scary? Was it too horry? Um, was it a turnoff for you, or did you embrace this? No. So for for my rule generally is is I don't like a being. I don't like something that's like um, uh, infect like like a, a presence in, uh, or something. Like like yeah, that's something that could be th- this. I know this could be real. Zombie apocalypse could be real. But like I, I really don't like religious iconography or uh, okay. like the, the the possession or you know the, like the of the world. Like that shit mm-hmm. fucking scares scares me to death. This I can enjoy. Jump scares mm-hmm. I can enjoy. I love creatures. Really, creature features. Okay. Yeah. Um, my my problem like Jaws. Jaws is a terrifying movie. I love Jaws. Um, I, I, creature features are my jam. I, I love them so much. 
Okay. Ed, what do you think? Was, was this, uh, was this scary to you? Um, I, it was not. Um, okay. I, I, I'm a, I'm a big zombie fan. I think I've watched all zombie movies and this was, it, it put me up there right with like Dawn of the Dead, I Am Legend, but in a better, in a better category than those ones. But it was very, it, it was, I liked it. I like this type of scary. This is, is pretty easy to watch this. Yeah. For, for me, I put, and, and I know, uh, stick with us and you might see this one later this season in, in season four. But I put 28 Days Later uh, on mm. a fucking pedestal. I mean, that that movie uh, yeah. does so much for the zombie genre. I mean, I know we keep talking about Walking Dead, and rightfully so. However, 28 Days Later needs to be crowned most can important. I, can I, can I ask which one fucking 28 Days Later is? The first one. The first one. Give me actors. Okay, there's the one with uh, oh, Cillian, um, Mur- uh, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. And Brendan Gleeson, the okay. greatest actor ever. Okay. If you have not seen that, Sean, it's it's fucking phenomenal. No, man. I have seen it. And at the very end, he gets the cabin in the woods. No, it, like, oh come on, it's twenty years old, it. fucker. Don't spoil <laughs> it. Well, we, we're gonna we're 20, gonna be tackling this in season four. That's we're, why, we're tackling it's this season four. Years old. <laughs> it is actually twenty. Bruce Willis is dead. Yeah, Bruce Willis is dead. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you guys something because anyway. uh, to your point, Brandon, twenty eight days later, fucking scares the shit out of me. But also things like yes. The Road scares the shit out of me. That fucking frightens me regarding mm-hmm. to being just horror. Not just what the, the virus and the uh, zombies, but fucking what people do. And they become all fucking Mad Max and fucking just crazy shit. Yeah. That to me is fucking scary. Who the right real there. monster is, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But my question to you is like, since we're all new here, what do you see going forward in the next episode here? I mean, what do you think is going to be happening uh, the next few episodes, you know, because that last wow. scene where he yep. beats the shit out of that cop, I mean, it, man, it's just like he almost yeah. got triggered by that flashlight. Like, you know, he just went to this violent rampage, you know, regarding to yeah. remembering like this thing that happened to his daughter. Well, we haven't, we haven't touched on the character of Tess or Tessa, Tess, I think, at all. Um, I do think that her her lifespan on the show, or the journey at least, is going to be very, very short-lived. My guess is that she's going to die within the next two episodes. I know that you guys, I think, have seen episode Isn't two. Isn't she from a TV show, guys? Um, Wasn't she from uh, Fringe? I, no, like I was going to bring her up. Oh, okay. Her name is Anna Trovia. Anna Trovi. She is absolutely fantastic. I love her so much, and it was uh, I was so excited to see her. She was also in a show called Mindhunter. With uh, Jonathan mm. Groff, it was absolutely fabulous, and they freaking canceled it like idiots. Um, but it was the, he was in charge of uh, cultivating this the serial killer program, where he would go into the prisons and talk to the serial killers and get oh, ideas okay. on how to catch other serial killers. She was so mm. good in that show. If you ever get a chance to go see Fringe, Fringe is X Files meets Lost. It is one of the greatest programs ever ever developed. It is. Just I cannot speak highly enough of it. It's five seasons and it's fabulous. So I think she's going to die soon. I really do. I know. I think so too. Um, uh, well, here's what I here's what I am hoping for, Jeremy. To your question, I hope that we meet other people. I hope that it's not just them trudging through. I hope that we meet a bunch of different characters, a bunch of different societal uh, rejects who have who have kind of carved out their own. Okay. Their own little, but that little... that then is Walking Dead redone. I mean, it's already it's already Not... happened like that. So you want to find good people? I want to see an underground railroad of people who are dedicated yeah. to getting this girl to where she's supposed to go, and and you never mm. know if it's a good person or a bad person. Uh, and I, no. I, but here's my problem with Walking Dead: is you always had like these battle scenes at the end of the season. They were basically in the prison on the farm 
at this place for the whole fucking yeah. season. I don't want that. Yeah. I want him to keep going. <laughs> I want him to keep progressing. Eddie, yeah. what do you think? No, I, I hear you on that. I do. Yeah. Um, I think I, I kind of agree with Sean. I want to see growth. I want to see more characters. I want to see almost like a, a little crew that helps along the way. Um, and they don't have to last long, but I just want to see more people with uh, Joel and like Ellie. a cult of followers. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see also a little bit more of background of history of Joel with timelines, and I want to know where Tommy's at. I know he's looking for his Tommy. brother. Yeah, his brother. So I was hoping that maybe around along the way he finds Tommy a little bit, and then maybe starts to have hope with Ellie, because um, right now he's he's really guarded. Uh, with everything, the whole history. He doesn't believe in anything. So I'm hoping you see a better side of Joel. Maybe you see a little side of Ellie. Of like she, she has a whole side of the family of that. You know, she says she's an orphan, but maybe she's not. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. it's her bloodline or something. I don't know. I was going to say it real quick. Is, is what I want, and, and I hate to keep bringing it back to Walking Dead, and I think we're going to continue to do that throughout our talks about this show. But what I hated about Walking Dead, and one of the reasons why I finally tuned out and, and stopped watching Walking Dead, is because there was no end goal, right? It was just surviving, mm-hmm. and it was just wandering around, and it was like there's no purpose. I want there to be – there has to be a purpose, and if that purpose is Wyoming to get to Tommy, so be it. If the purpose is to finding a cure through Ellie, so be it. But there needs to be an established purpose so that we're not just wandering around from town to town, meeting good people, meeting bad people, meeting good people who are then destroyed by the bad people. Because God right. damn it, I can't take another show that that just has no driving purpose at all. So that that's my frustration or or worry, I guess. But that that's that's why Walking Dead did not have sustainability. I mean, it did have sustainability viewership, but long-term that's why walking didn't have sustainability. It's because there was no, it was just how long are you going to survive in the, in the, in the, you know, in the dome. So true. So with the walking dead is you got the idea of people were untouchable, right? Like Daryl or Carol, you get the idea of like, they're not going to kill these people off. They're staying on the show. I want this show to bring on people that you fucking fall in love with and they kill them. Game of Thrones yeah. style. Yes. There's no one besides Joel and Ellie. Everyone's fucking expendable. Even yeah. Tommy. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. The creator of the show was talking about uh, one of these behind the scenes specials that they want to explore the dark side of unconditional love. And I think you're going to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? What is one person going to do to protect that one person? What are you going to do for that unconditional love for that, you know, for either person? That one song, Depeche Mode, at the end of the episode, it's never let me down again. I don't understand why they put that song. The song's about, you know, it's not taking a ride with your best friend. It's about taking a ride with your addiction. So is there going to be some type of like a theme it's to about, that? It's about never letting, let, never letting mercy get in the way of your child. If you look at uh, Pedro Pascal's character of, what's his name? Joel. 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 Joel uh, became more and more heartless as the, the car went in the beginning of the, the beginning of the show. There was people on the side of the road, and he's like, "They'll find another. Somebody else will stop. They'll somebody else will stop for him. Somebody else will help him." And he he was trying so hard to get her through the line, what he perceived as this line, right? Whatever it is, this military. We go to go to Mexico, whatever it was. All he wanted to do was to get to the end of the line, and he realized when I think when when Sarah died. That it's not about how quickly you can get through the line. Is that you have to be meticulous. You can't trust anyone. Everyone's gonna kill you. You have to like be this brutal force in the world to survive. 
And that's what he's become for the last 20 years. It's almost like he's been preparing for this role, for this moment, for 20 fucking yeah. years. And now is his opportunity to show but what see, he's learned. That, that right there is why I think he's ex-military. I know we were talking about this back and forth. I, he, he has to be ex-military, not because he can handle a, a gun and a weapon or anything, but because he can steel himself against whatever comes. And I think it's tapping back into that. And that brings us to the inner review. Now it's time of the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Eddie, can you provide the following scale? Eddie, are you okay if you don't mind me asking? Your voice is a little different than normal. No, I have I have laryngitis right now. So no. if someone else could give that's bullshit. That He's score, got cordyceps infection right now. He's got cordyceps. Oh infection. fuck! It's all fungi. My nodes are broken. All right, I'll, I'll do it for you, buddy. I'll do it for you. Zero, the perfect, <laughs> the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. Oh, I'm sorry. There's another mistake in the script. Zero, the perfect. No, no, that's that was show. your mistake. That was your mistake. The perfect, oh, show. The perfect show. You don't need shit show. to enjoy it. One, I'll never change a feel-good first cocktail. Two, happy buzz. Three, your Uber lifting home. Four, rough morning walk of shame. Five, blackout, shit-face, spring break, drunk. Gentlemen, let's begin with Ed because his nodes are in peril. I like that. <laughs> um, so I really enjoyed this first episode of The Last of Us. Um, I think Joel and Sarah, you, you got that bond between the mother, uh, between the father and the uh, daughter. Uh, I do have questions about the mom, and I hope we get into that. But I, I do like how Joel is just a, you bring that like he's he was happy to be a dad, and obviously what happens. I love what they set up so far, and I think this is a, a good, very very good start to the show. Um, I, I I think overall for me, I'm gonna grade this a little harder. Uh, yeah. Then I probably should, but overall, um, there is little parts. I think it's maybe because I haven't played the game and I, I went so into it blind. I don't want to compare it to The Walking Dead. It's hard not to, but as a show, this starts off really, really well. There's there's a lot to this movie that you see. There's a lot of detail to this movie um, that I think if you if you're not paying attention, you have to go right past you. So I feel like watch this show twice maybe just to see little things you miss. Um, I'm gonna give this a two. I'm gonna give this a a happy buzz. Uh, just, I, it, it caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting this, but Happy Buzz is where I'm going to rate this movie. It's better than average for me. Yeah. Sean. So uh, I, I always look at a pilot, and I, I compare it to the greatest pilot of all time, which is Lost. Lost has Absolutely. the best pacing. The, it's, the, it's, the best, it's the best two hours of television you'll ever see. I, 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 will, agree, I, will, I will fight that to the death. Um, this, this show had similar type pacing, similar type reveal, similar type, uh, oh shit moments. I thought that it lacked in a little character development at the beginning, but at least it gave you something. And knowing what the show is, um, you don't want to reveal too much too soon. But I will say one of the, one of the brilliant parts about Lost is that they kind of, played the Rolodex where you had your core group of characters, but they also focused on other characters. I hope that they do that here. I hope we learn a lot about each individual character as they progress. I hope that we flash back and see what they've done over 20 years. I don't give a shit if characters die. I still want to see what they've done. So I'm very looking forward to seeing how they handle this show. I think when you look at the acting and special effects, the budget, uh, I think I'm a little better than Ed, but not by much. I think this is a 1.5. I think this is a very good start to a, to what could be a very good show, but I'm not going to quite go to the level of, 
you know, when we when we did Stranger Things, when we did uh, Obi Wan. You had nostalgia. You had a you had 30, 40, yeah. 50 years of Star Wars yeah, built yeah. into that into that episode. In Stranger Things, you had four, five, six seasons. Four, you know, four or five, six years. This is new for me, so that's where I'm at. Yeah, I like that. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'll, yeah I'll take I'll take next. Um, Ed, I hear you. Uh, I feel like Eddie, this season is is you and me embracing and making up for that bullshit Halloween score uh, an episode. So. Um, I do appreciate being a friend of yours. And, um, honestly, Did we, we embrace uh, Wednesday. Wednesday yeah, yeah, we could. We have, yeah, we could you guys there. were pretty cute um, on Wednesday. <laughs> it, you know, it was pretty nice. Um, but I, I hear you completely, and I do want to kind of preface this by saying uh, I'm bringing my own kind of frustration uh, with genre into this. I'm personally, I'm, I'm so uh, post-apocalyptic overload. I'm just tired of of that being kind of the go-to genre. And it's been that way, you know, really for the last five years, 10 years even. So to see another show set in the post-apocalyptic world where, you know, we didn't even talk about it, but like I'm watching it and I know that the whole point is to say, oh, man is the real monster and and we have public executions again and it's been 20 years. And I get that that's a long time, but at the same time I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're trying to show how bad we've devolved as a society, but I'm just tired of it. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't shock me as much as I maybe want it to, because then I think I'll probably get something a little bit more out of the episode than I, I actually am. Uh, Sean, I agree with you. I think that the character development lacked the only character that I really, really cared about was Sarah, which I think was done purposefully because we should love her and then we should mourn her and we should be sad that she's gone. Um, but at the same time, we need to care a little bit more about Joel right from the get-go. Now, that said, I'm not writing it off. I think that it's got potential. I am very, very concerned about it trying to live up to and exceed certain shows and movies um, by copying them. Walking Dead, Children of Men, completely. Um, Sean, just to fill you in on Children of Men, it's a it's a post-apocalyptic world where nobody can get pregnant, and there's a pregnant woman who needs to be escorted through the dead, dying world by the one true, uh, you know, good, good vigilante type guy. Well, that's the whole folk. That's the whole fucking story, right? And well, that's the last of us. And so I'm worried about that. Not saying it's bad. I'm just worried about it trying to copy too much. So for me, I'm hesitant. I think it was better than an average show, um, but I'm going to give it a 2.25. I think that my worries and my frustration with the genre kind of got the best of me here. And I'm hoping that that's going to be brought down significantly over the season so um 2.25 for me jeremiah what you got guys i didn't have a problem with this episode for this pilot i actually think this is one of the better pilots that i've seen since lost and the walking dead and for someone who barely has played the game in which this game came out 10 years ago um i think they knocked it out of the park especially for being a video uh adaptation for either their tv show or a movie they usually fucking suck this one was totally different um I thought the story was terrific. I thought the directing was unbelievable. And the style of shots were just like, you know, on another level regarding to the mood and the atmosphere and how thick the tension was during some of these uh, scenes. I really enjoy the shit out of it. And but it really comes down to and for me, I thought the acting, I thought the whole story sits on them. And I thought they knocked it out of the park, you know. The only thing I have a problem with this episode was too fucking long. However, I'm excited what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know what? I'm going to be taking a ride with my best friends with this series, guys. And you guys are fucking with it. Uh, I'm fucking in, man. So this yep. is going to be a 0.75. I really enjoy the fuck out of this episode. Interesting. So um, that's my score. All right. 0.75 for uh, 
Jared. When you take those, when you take those scores and you uh, and divide by four, uh, uh, Brandon, what does that get this uh, episode? Uh, gonna, of, we're going to say sorry, Eddie's I'm voice. skipping you because your voice. Yeah, so that gets Make us a one point, a one point six two five, a one point six two five. Perfect. All right, a one point six two five. So that's a, a the, decent score. Yeah, yeah, it's the first first episode. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the rest of this uh, this series. You know, I will say that when we started Wednesday, I was a little uh, hesitant. Um, I liked it, but I wasn't sure where it was going. I think I'm more excited about this one. Uh, so I, yeah. I'm really excited about it here. I'd agree with you on that. All right, yeah, if, you're, like uh, if you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask you to please subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can, do, uh, you can also find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. The dot at the dot gentleman podcast. Uh, you can visit our website, thegentlemanpodcast.com. And if you want to reach out to us by email, you can do that uh, at hosts with an S-H-O-S-T-S at the gentleman podcast.com. Thank you for listening. And uh, uh, oh, oh, one one thing we did get a uh, we did get a request from uh, a fan, and we need to look into this, Jeremiah. Mm. I'm gonna put this on you. There's a show called The Terror, and he suggested The Terror might be something that we look into. It's a little older show, uh, and it's uh, we're just gonna leave it there. I think you should look into it. And let's get some uh, feedback about about. Going I think it's awesome that. that listeners want us to do like you know shows and whatnot. So yeah, we'll definitely look into it. And other listeners, if you have any episodes that you want us to do or something like that, throw it by us, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> All right, gentlemen. Cheers, and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Last of Us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers. <laughs>